Welcome to a very special Board Game Battles podcast, where we discuss the Canadian regionals and how they touched our lives. With me today, I have uh, Jeff, and joining us, we have a special guest, James. Hello, thank you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we just coming back from the uh, Calgary regionals. We... uh, drove down from Edmonton, three hour, two and a half hour drive, and now we're driving back and figured it'd be a good time to dump on uh, how the day went, you know, we got our brain dump out, get it all recorded, so that, uh, yeah, just to, just to, for posterity's sake, let's tears say. tears are fresh. The tears are fresh, <laughs> you know. I thought you were going to say dump on Calgary. Oh, dump on, yeah, Calgary's alright, you know, there's a big thing between Edmonton and Calgary, and yeah. And usually it's warranted, but they got a decent game store down there, so I can't, you know, fault them for everything. Um, so yeah, we got down, it started uh, around 10 in the morning, 10 a.m., and then um, it was four rounds, four regular rounds, and then cut to top uh, four. The uh, We had 10 who showed up for the, this year, same as last year, so 10 twice in a row, a uh, little bit different. Um, group of people, not too many. There's quite a few familiar faces, but overall, you know, it's the same bunch from last year. So we'll just go through round by round uh, with our experiences for each one, and uh, and see how we did. Um, in the first round, uh, I was okay. I guess we should also say what we were playing. Uh, I was playing a uh, jet trooper list. I had. Uh, two elite jets each with Vader's finest I had uh, Captain Taro and a regular Dubak rider I had Zelo Technique and to round it all off I had the Grand Inquisitor just to give it that little extra uh, melee punch um, so what were you guys running? Uh, my list was essentially the same as yours uh, the only difference was Zelo Technique and the Inquisitor were dropped for a squad of regular Royal Guards and an officer. Okay, and James? Uh, for me, I guess I was playing new Mercs. Yeah. Um, so I brought Jabba, uh, Vinto, and Shyla. Um, Gamorrean Guards, Elite, and then also Elite Weequay Pirates. Uh, brought Gideon along as well to round it out. Devious schemes on there, and then also uh, what's it called Black Market connections. Right. Is that what it's called? Uh, Black Market, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was running. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll yeah we'll talk about each round. Um, you know how how we did in each round, and then um, after we're done with that, after we discuss the different rounds, then we'll just do a, an overall how we felt about the whole. Um, the whole tournament and our and our impressions. So first round, I get paired up in a mirror match. I was playing uh, one of the two Kyles that were at this um, event, and he uh, he was r- running not 100% similar. It was um, he had three dubacks. So he had Captain Taro, two regular dubacks. He had uh, uh, one jet elite jet trooper, also with Vader's finest. Uh, snow troopers, 
and I think he had a Imperial, yeah, he did, he had an Imperial officer. Uh, and the first map was uh, the Cantina, um, so Anchorhead Cantina, using the, uh, what's that mission called with the delivered goods or whatever, you had to pick up. Yeah, the crate one. The crate mission, yeah, I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but that was the uh, the mission we had going. Uh, at first, uh, I was a bit trepidatious about it, as um, Kyle, he, he's been there before, He's usually does fairly well, so I, I figured it'd be an interesting matchup. Um, but, you know, in the end, it came out in my favor. Um, he got one crate, you know, using a do-back, he was able to get one crate scored. But in the end, like, I was just able to, yeah, it was a bit of rolling the dice and just a little bit better uh, with the um, maneuvering. But I was able to uh, get the win on that one. It was a close game, but I, I, I definitely got it in points. Now, we, we had discussed a lot before this about the three do-backs compared to the Captain compared to two. and yeah. do-back and something else. Did you find that the three was better or was it worse than removing that do-back for other... Other things? I don't know if, like, when I had three do-backs, if, if removing it in favor of, like, I used the Grand Inquisitor, there's, there's definitely different options you can do with that slot. Um, well, it's five points, I guess, plus he... You know, whatever you do with that points, however you mix it up, um, there's different different things you can do with that one kind of slot, though. Um, and I, I just find I like having the two squads of the jet troopers in favor of having three dewbacks, and then whatever else I do with my my list. Um, so I, I found that I think worked a little bit better. Just having those two squads of jet troopers was a lot more powerful. Yeah. Uh, how was uh, your match? Uh, I got paired up against uh, Aaron, I believe his name was. Right, yep. And um, he brought, uh, what was it, three regular Trandoshans and Bosk? Oh, okay. I think. Yep, that's with uh, Jabba. And oh, yeah, he had Jabba in there as well. And he had the indentured servant as well. Yes. Oh, indentured servant. So he had... Crom. Uh, Crom, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Or, uh, so, 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 Crumb. Yeah, yeah Crumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever his um, name is, Crumb. Yeah. We're all Star Wars fans here. Well, it's late. It's late. It's been a long day. Salacious Crumb. There we go. It's been a long day. I wasn't really. Like, he seemed to know what he was doing going in, so I was a little on edge. Also, it was my first big, big tournament like that, so I was a little nervous, but. Um, I think that the regular Trandoshans are just a little bit too squishy. Right. And then with my list, I was able to keep the distance away. He really he really wanted to play um, with the strain. Like, that was his goal, was to try to strain you to death. Okay. Yeah, because he had a yeah. victor rest as well. It's, it's a typical strain deck, yep. Yeah. Um, but I had enough life, and also the strain gave me the flexibility of, like, deciding what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I think that that just uh, made the difference. And then uh, my list is kind of designed to do massive damage. Right. Like, if I can, right? So the Trandoshans kind of went down really easy. And then it was uh, all she wrote from there. Right. Um, it was okay. Like, that was my best match of the day. So 
I don't know if it was the matchup or just yeah 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 okay and Jeff uh, mine was against Chris he made it to the finals right today uh, he was running a Merc list so get two equays or elite equay pirates uh, Java some HK assassin droids the regular variety oh, okay and Bosk and Greedo interesting okay. uh, it couldn't have gone better for me yeah uh, uh, the reason I brought the Royal Guards was to compensate for not having Zelo so they kind of followed around my dewbacks and gave them the extra defense boost needed and he couldn't figure out a way to kind of mob up on one guy because of how I had him placed okay so it was a matter of me jumping in picking something off and then kind of sitting back and he grouped up really badly near the beginning, so uh, Captain Taro's flamethrower hit, like, five guys at one time. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And then he tried to protect Bosk by uh, hiding him behind Greedo, but then he made Greedo take a shot. So Greedo went down because he took a shot at someone, and he oh. had the ability where you get to shoot first. Yeah, and yeah. he shot at Captain Taro, and Taro took him out. Oh, geez. which yeah. exposed Bosk, and then I had a jet trooper jump in, and that was all she wrote. Bosk uh, was slaughtered, and yeah, uh, the last round came in. I was like at thirty six points and had a crate that I just walked in first activation to cap it at forty. Oh, nice. So it was a it was. It was a solid win. He yep. made a lot of mistakes being the first game he's played in a while. Like, he obviously wasn't familiar with his own list quite right. yet yeah. and needed to shake out the rust because he went, like, three victories from there on. So Yeah, yeah. And is so. in the finals. So I think it was a bit of luck on my part with him just not being familiar with yeah, what Yeah, making had some mistakes. And, yeah. and I capitalized, so. Okay. There we go. Then we moved on. So yeah, that's uh, you know first round. We all won our matches. Then we moved on to the second round. Um, I got paired up with uh, the other Kyle. So I went from Kyle to Kyle. Um, he was running a Rebels list, and his was uh, the new Luke, Luke Jedi Luke. Um, he had Mern. He had Elite um, Rangers. Gideon three PO R two D two. And I think that is it. It's not quite 40. Did he have, like, Rebel High Command or something? He had Rebel High Command, yes. Okay. Yeah, and Rebel High Command. So he could keep pulling an extra card each round. That was on the uh, ISB headquarters list, which is, a, I don't know, for I, I find for for my list, it's probably the worst map, um, at least for me anyways. I haven't really grokked it well enough to, to figure it out well. And I had the bottom deployment on that map, which I think makes it even a little bit harder um, for my list. And against Rebels, too, with, with the Luke and all that, it, it did not go well for me. It it, uh, it was pretty much a slaughter. Um, yeah, because he was able... I think the only thing I was able, able to kill... I killed a few couple little things of his which weren't worth a lot of points. But in the end, he uh, he was just able to, you know, Luke was just able to run in and and do quite a bit of damage, and then he'd get his uh, rangers in there, and of course they're all focused, and so and it, 
yeah I, I just don't have a good time with that list it was the uh, the mission where you had to control the security uh, security stations or the security points whatever it is so yeah I went down hard on that one it just did not go well for me uh, James uh, my second match uh, it was a little bit of a, a rough one um, <clears throat> uh, same map of course uh, I was playing I think his name is Derek Yes, yeah, Derek. Yeah, he's um, he's playing the Rodian list. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a couple hired guns. He had the um, he had Vinto as well. Um, was he playing Bosk too? He had Bosk as well. Yeah. Bosk and a set of the Raiders, Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders and uh, his hired guns each had uh, Last Resort. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um. <clears throat> It was a rough one because uh, I felt like I started out really strong. Um, I took Finto and the Weequay, uh down to the area with the one uh, camera or whatever it is. Or security, security turret. Station. Security yeah. station, yeah. Security turrets or whatever they're called. Uh, down at the end of the hall. Right. And he went for the other two, which in retrospect was probably a mistake on my part. Because uh, I didn't attack those right away, but he brought Bosk in there with with a couple of the um, hired guns, right. and yep. Bosk was kind of intimidating even for Shyla and my Gamorians. Mm. Um, I think in retrospect, I might have sent Shyla and the Gamorians down to the other end and Vinto and the weak way up, but uh, I'm not sure. Right. Um, Anyways, it still felt like I was doing pretty good because I took out uh, the Tuscan Raiders and one of his hired guns like really fast with the Weequay and uh, Vinto. Uh, but then he moved in with a hired gun and Vinto and was able to match match the damage I did. Right. Uh, and then uh, when they were down. Uh, the one Weequay was kind of guarding the one station, but, I mean, he was on his last legs. And then I think I killed Bosk with Shyla and the Gamorians, but it was just too little too late. Uh, he went on points because he was scoring points on those... Uh, Six points a turn for the Yeah, corner. on those yeah. turrets, and I, right. just, yeah. I just didn't get on it fast enough. Uh, that combined with, uh, I think I rolled two blanks on Vinto when he was getting shot at and he was able to roll quite a few dodges in that game and I think that really helped to make the difference in his favor as well um, so yeah I, like, I really felt like I was playing well and I saw a few mistakes that he made and I was able to capitalize on them but it just didn't work out now uh, you said he had last resort on his two yeah. hired guns yep uh, when you killed the first one, did he blow it up properly? Uh, like, did it? What go- do you mean? Well, with last or is it last resort? Is that the one where they blow up at the end? Is that yeah? It does a damage to the adjacent square. Well, it um it blows up in every square that touches it takes damage. Yeah, um, to but the it, red die. it is one where um you tap it to do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I because I I was um. I played I against just, them as well, and I read the card as I was I reading. I just it. read a ruling on that card. Oh. And 
Last Resort, first of all, only works on the first model killed in a group if you stick it on an activation. Right, yeah. Second, it has to go off with the first model killed. Oh, because so, the way it reads is you, oh, really? you, you um, deplete it, it says. Yep, it, it, but it's automatically depleted when the first figure in a group is killed. Okay. So, A, it doesn't go off twice when you put it on hired guns and right. have two guys in the squad. Okay. And B, it's not his choice. So ah. if you kill a hired gun when he's beside his own guys, he can't go, I'm not using it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He has to use it. And oh, okay. Okay. Well. So that's why I was curious. Did he, like, use it multiple times for each activation, or did he choose not to use it when you killed one that would have harmed his own guys? Uh, thinking back, I'm not sure. There might have been one where he may have endangered his own guys, but it didn't come into play for me because... Uh, between my ranged guys and my Gamorians with reach, uh, you never. Next I was to never them. in danger yeah. from it. So right, it's yeah. more. It's a it's a dangerous tactic because if you could shoot a hired gun while he's next to his own guys, yeah, it's, and they're squishy. it's a liability, yeah. right? And they, right. yeah, they're easy to kill. Yeah. So okay, okay, yeah, that's something to keep in mind for yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. My second match was against uh, Aaron's, or sorry, James's first opponent. So Aaron, okay, with yep. the Trend Ocean list. Yeah. And now, it was about halfway through this game that I was just like extremely fatigued, and my opponent wasn't really clear with what his points were. So I, I was kind of, I was unsure of where the points were, and the okay. game ended forty to thirty-six oh. in his favor. Yeah. But what it came down to was his Bosk, because he had the three groups of regular Trend Oceans and Bosk. Right. Uh, he just dodged every attack that uh, I shot at him, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Ouch. I think I got one good solid hit on him, and that's it. Yeah. So he was at, like, eight health down by the end of the game through indirect attacks, like the flamethrower and stuff like that. But I just couldn't finish off Bosk. The rest of his Trend Oceans I killed easily, and I didn't really do that much in return. But Bosk was just able to sit and hold out. Right. And when they're getting bonus points and he can kill a trooper a turn, I'm shooting everything at him and he's not going down. It was just one of those frustrating things. In hindsight, there was a few things I could have done differently. Uh, just like first round actions where I opened a door where I shouldn't have things like that but it, it really came down to dice which is unfortunate Yeah, but you know it, it's that, a dice game, it happens and all, all these battle, like miniature games they're dice, dice games so that they'll, they'll yeah, it, come down to that sometimes and, it'll swing in your favor, other yeah. times it won't it's just kind of one of those matches where I knew it was going to impact the rest of my day and not not necessarily because I was like upset or anything, but just uh, I was playing someone who lost their first match as a winner, right. which meant this loss was uh, like a huge hit as a strength of schedule tiebreaker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it just that boss doing those three dodges that saved his life kind of was just well, I, I knew my day was kind of over. Right. At that point. Yeah. So it was just a demoralizing loss. 
especially with how close it was and having to do only two points of damage to Bosk to win the match as opposed to... Oh, that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was oh, a wow. matter of two health. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can really suck the energy, like the wind out of your sails. Yeah. You and it, like, you, you get up at 5.30 in the morning to get to this tournament and you're already starting to feel the fatigue in the second match. You know there's... <laughs> it's going to be a long day after that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And I remember during my match, I forgot... Um, you know, first round, he had... Uh, he's able to use Devotion and get Son of Skywalker. And so he's able to get Luke activated twice in that first round. So that was that was a big hit there. Yeah. But okay, so going on to the third round. So now we've... You know, we're all 1-0. A um, little bit different things to the schedules, I think, because I can't remember. Uh, I don't know where Kyle, who I played in the first round, where he went to from there. Um, but then we went to the third round, and I. This is where I get matched up with um, Me? with Jeff. <laughs> so Jeff and I. So that's going to be dun, dun. yeah, a short round. The two of us doing another mirror match. We accept you know him with his royal guard, me with my grand inquisitor. And uh, it was on the Dianoga map. And I... Yeah, I won initiative. And set up in the uh, the top most area. And... Yeah, we, we duked it out. Um, we I think we did pretty close to equal damage to the Dianoga. Just... Maybe you did a little bit more to me than me. I think I may have done nine or yeah, you had nine. nine. You did nine. I did eleven and killed it. And so. killed it. So you got sixteen out of the Dianoga. I got nine out of it. But then it was just a matter of maneuvering, and you know, I, I kind of had my guys sort of clumped up in the top corner, and I was able to pick away at your guys. Well, okay, yeah. and here's my perspective of this. Yeah. I played like an idiot. <laughs> I, I gave well, you that it's, game. That's quite possible. And you, t- you took complete advantage. It's like yeah. I had more points than you after killing the Dianoga. Yep. And I charged my guys into you. Like, yeah. That, that was asinine. I, I should have. Yeah, held I pretty back much. I pretty much turtled. Yeah. You did get a really good shot off with the flamethrower. Um, you got like a group of my a big group of my guys with that flamethrower. But it wasn't worth it. Yeah, true. Because like, then you got your your tarot was totally exposed, and it, it was a yeah. sign of my fatigue at this point. That yeah. I, it, it's like I just kept sending one model after the other into harm's way, rather yeah. than, and then well, and then eventually I'm behind in points, and what else can I do? But when I when I'm up by seven points because of the Dianoga, yeah, I, I, there's no reason for me to have played like I did. And no. you did the right thing and just slaughtered them as they came to you. Yeah, I just I had to, I just turtled and. and and got him as they came, yeah. So that was our match. So I, uh, and then uh, who did you play against, James? Um, I played against the Kyle with the Dubacks and. Uh, oh, so the one I played in the first round, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, it was another one where it was like I felt like I came out really strong, um, and then things kind of went off plot. Um, uh, he he did play well, like. Um, he moved a few, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the sequence of play now. I went for the Dianoga right away with Vinto and the weak way, and I managed to win points on that even though he killed it. Um, I'm trying to think of the, work the math out now, but I think, I think I got 13 points and he got 11 out of it. 
That might be right. 13 and 12 would be about right. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was feeling okay about that. Uh, I was trying really hard to kill it, uh, but he, he was just lucky and he was the one who killed it. Um, so he got the extra points. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I wasn't feeling too bad about it. Um, and then uh, Shyla and the Gamorreans uh, went down the hallway towards his deployment zone. Right. And Vinto and the Weequay were already on the other side. Uh, he brought a dewback down there, which... I was like one point away from killing. Uh, he backed that guy up and then brought in, um, uh, what's the captain's name? Taro. Captain Taro. Yeah. To kind of block line of sight to that guy. Um, and then he brought the jet troopers down with a couple of the snow troopers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I killed two of the storm troopers pretty quick. With the Gamorians and Shyla, but those jet troopers are really hard to handle. Yeah. Um, they were doing a lot of damage, and he rolled five or six, like, three blocks, which killed me. Like, uh, I had a few I had a few turns where, like, um, Vinto would go in, do two attacks with his bolt slinger, and walk away having dealt a total of three damage, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's pretty rough. Um, and, yeah, he was just able to slowly kind of uh, pick my guys off as he went because the jet troopers could jump in, back off, uh, and then the uh, dewbacks with the shock... Uh, what is it? Shock lance. The shock lance, like, causing that weakened state. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, he played well. Like, there wasn't a lot of mistakes on his part. I thought I played well. I just got outplayed. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, um, so that's, yeah, that's the third round, and then I'm two and one, and you guys are both one, one and two. two. Okay. Um, then on the fourth round, the last regular round, I get matched up with Derek, who, uh, who played Derek first? I played Derek. Okay, so yeah. uh, that uh, James had played earlier with his Rodian list and uh, those Rodian, and we then we were back on the cantina um, doing the uh, contact one. And I say those those Rodians, that mission is perfect for them because they were he was able to run around and get those objectives quick, and like, he had all four by the end of the second round. And, oh wow! Yeah, I had a I had a hard time with that. Like the 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 fighting matchup um, was in my favor. I I had almost taken out his whole list. Um, by the end of the game, he had two uh, Rodians left, two uh, regular hired guns left uh, from different squads, and Jabba. Um, but at that point, I was at thirty points, and he was at um, sixteen from kills and twenty from the objective. So he only needed four more points, and I was positioned such. I kind of screwed up with a, a jet trooper and put him in a bad place, and I wasn't fully able to get him out before he was able to kill that trooper and get the four points he needed to win. So, and I think when we're as we we're talking about the whole Rodian thing, um, the last not the Rodian, the uh, last resort, 
Um, I didn't realize about that ruling, so at first I thought, okay, yeah, it's going to go off right away. But then I read the card, and, and <laughs> the whole deplete thing made it sound like is something you could choose to do. So that's why. But it never, I never got hit with it. It um, the only ever time that he potentially could have gone off with it, he was next to some of his guys. So yeah, he could have wounded um, one of his guys. But because I didn't realize that it had to go off. It, it just didn't so it didn't make a huge difference that way because um, I I ended up killing but if, if he was next to another hired gun that's enough damage to kill it it wasn't another hired gun he was next to a Tuscan okay yeah so at that point it was just that hired gun and a Tuscan next to each other so it wouldn't have killed the Tuscan um, and I did eventually kill that Tuscan anyways um, and I think that hired gun if I'm if I remember correctly so yeah, it um, so it was a close, very close match, but just a, some at the very end, some poor positioning um, cost cost it cost it for me. So that was it for me on that one. James, who are you on next? Um, I played Chris for my last match. Uh, okay, that was my first opponent. Yeah, your first opponent who went on to the finals, right? Yeah, uh, the player who's. Uh, the man who's playing for first spot when we left. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a brutal match for me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he just outplayed me. Yeah. Um, what, what did he have? He had Jabba, he had Bosk, uh, two elite weakways, uh, Greedo. And HKs. Uh, and HKs. And HKs, yeah. that's right, yeah. Um... I he moved Greedo out quick, like all the way to the terminal, and I realized that if I push Shyla out with her extra movement point, she could move in there, rope him in, and uh, I really thought she'd kill him fast, and she just didn't. Uh, so I moved Vinto out to try and like just get rid of him because I was pissed off that I was committed that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I committed more, obviously. Um, so Shyla and Vinto are both standing out in the open where the contacts are. Um, I managed to get the Weequays out into that area as well, and then the Trandoshans went up towards the door. Um, he moved his Weequay, two of the Weequays around to where Greedo was, and the other two up through the doorway into that uh, four-way section. Yep. And... Um, with Bosk and the Weequays, they managed to take out the Gamorreans rather quick. Quicker than I would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, Shyla was a boss in that match. Like, she did all my work in that match. She yep. killed two of the Weequays. She killed the two HKs. Uh, and she did a pretty big... Uh, amount of damage to Bosk as well but it just wasn't uh, enough because uh, Vinto died really early on um, like I said the Gamorians were out uh, the Weequays uh, were okay but they, like you know it was pretty much four on two so they were outmatched and um, uh, Bosk survived to do like he was really playing well with Bosk so yeah yeah, I mean, he just outplayed me. Like, I can't complain about that match. Uh, it was my stupid mistake to, like, go after Greedo and then uh, chase my mistake with another. So, okay. yeah. 
Uh, he won that one. Yeah, okay. you can blame me for that, probably. Because <laughs> this is the the third time we've come to the Calgary tournament. I've played Chris quite a few times now. Yeah. In all of them, and as our first matchup of the day after we finished, because our match was so quick, it was kind of like. Oh, analysis time yeah uh. and so we were you know just having a friendly chat about what what he was doing what cards he could use differently and stuff like that so yeah uh he just seemed to have the cards that he needed yeah. when he needed them um well like, and he we really taught him bosk he, he really overexposed bosk in the first game oh yeah and oh, okay. bosk was just getting ripped apart and he kind of realized that too late right um yeah, he had uh What are the two cards? Uh the on the lamb. Okay. Yeah. yeah, great card. Um what was the first one he used? I can't remember, but he managed to slip away from Shiloh without her getting any damage off. Oh. Uh with Greedo. Yeah. That's what you know, over I overcommitted her cuz I really thought she'd be able to get the kill. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I followed that up by you know, chasing him down with Vinto, and he used on the lamb to interrupt to get uh, the safety, the attack, and yeah. get out of view okay. of Vinto. Yeah. So there's another attack gone. Right. Right. Um, so my two big players really uh, in the first two activations of the match wasted on right. Greedo. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So hey, my mistake. No, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Chris adapts quick, so it's not surprising that by game four he was on his game. Like, yeah. Uh, let's see, my match was the bottom of the pile at this point. Uh, I was playing Bill. Right. He was running uh, close to the same list as I had. He had a Captain Taro and a Dewback, a uh, set of Jet Troopers. But he had Snow Troopers, Elite. And some ISB infiltrators with Captain Blaze to oh, okay. round out his squad. Right. Uh, what can I say about this one? But he didn't want to play. He sort of he had already got he, to the well, point where he was, he was done. And he was walking out the door, I think, and someone told him you shouldn't because it's unfair to your opponent. Right. Yeah, uh, he was going to quit early. Like, he, yeah, and which I don't get because it wouldn't have been a buy for me. It would have been a concede, which would have made no difference one way yeah, or the other. Yeah. And I, at this point, I knew my strength of schedule. Even if I won, I wasn't going to top four. So. Right. But he suffered through the match, which mean, meant I suffered through the match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He really went objective heavy with his guys, and I mean. He didn't have a list to be objective. His list was to kill things, right? Yeah. So he's he's going for the contacts where I'm going after his guys. And yeah. it was another great match for Taro in that there was a nice clump of people right in the right spot to get five guys with his flamethrower. Nice. Yeah. Like the third match in a row for me that just... Actually, maybe it was a ball four. I had just this excellent opportunity for Taro to do a lot of unmitigated damage and weaken. Yep. And then the other people followed it up and that weaken is it's underrated a lot of times I think when especially when someone's rolling a white die or they roll that dreaded 
evade on the black die. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it's a blank. So, yeah, it was kind of... It was a little up in the air at first because I wasn't, like, finishing anything off. I was getting everything to, like, one or two health left. But he... Every time I rolled the dice, he was ready to remove a figure without even rolling his defense dice and stuff. So he just... He wasn't really playing... Yeah, when it, it comes down, it's to unfortunate. It. Yeah, it's like I'd roll the dice and he'd just throw his figure off the board. I'm like, well, I rolled really badly on this. You might want to roll your defense dice first. And yeah. So yeah, it wasn't a enjoyable experience. Yeah, that it, sucks. Like especially when your energy is already waning. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know? I, I could have napped or something, like, or even watched one of you guys play the last game, and it would have been more entertaining than what that was. Yeah, absolutely. So. Part of it is, too, is, like, um, when I come to tournaments and stuff like this, like, I come mentally prepared to feel like garbage afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and he lives in Calgary, and we drove in from Edmonton. Yeah. You know? So, like, the least you could do is just, like, put on the show. Like, you knew you were coming to play four games today. Yeah. Laugh at the just put comedy in some of it and have fun. Yeah. yeah. Like... It, yeah. Take the other attitude where it's funny that you're not succeeding at this point because where neither of us are going anywhere. Yeah, like well, it's a game. You yeah, know? and like like I, I lost three of my four matches today, and it's like, well, you know, I just played my best and I learned a lot. Yeah, um, I know that's pretty like that can be tacky to say or whatever, but it's like, well, what else are you gonna do? Like, what, yeah. how else are you gonna look at it? No, and. You know, maybe it's hard to say. I don't really know this Bill. I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever had to play him. I don't know if he was there last year. I don't remember. Yeah, he he's been there all. Three he's been times. there all every every yep. time we've been there. Okay, so I, I don't know if he's always like that or if this is a bad day for him or what. But well, yeah. from from the discussion I had with him afterwards, he's done with Imperial Assault at this point. Oh wow! So oh, I okay. think I think he reached a breaking point or something today. And yeah. Just, yeah. It. So you took him right out of the game. Is that there what you're go. saying? You, you just killed him. Well, yeah. it, it, you just killed his love of yeah. it. I think so. whoever he faced before that did that. It, oh. It's like he's disappointed. His comments were directed towards the objectives. Just if you try and do the objectives, you're getting slaughtered and you lose. But that, that's not really true no, it's in not. today's maps. It all depends. Well, I mean, if your list isn't built to yeah. grab objectives, then then you are doing something wrong. You, you take them as... Uh, kind of targets of opportunity when it presents itself. You don't make it your main goal if you've brought a list that's meant to kill. Yeah. So Something you have to realize, too, is that things that you think suck also suck for the other person. Yeah. You yep. know? Um, like, for example, I honestly hate the line of sight rolls. Mm. Like, uh, shooting around, like, for shooting around a corner and stuff, um, Sometimes I think it's ridiculous that that character can see my character. But I can do it too. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's it's on me to learn that and realize, like, uh, this is where I need to be to be out of line of sight. And this is what I need to do to take advantage of this thing, even though I think it's stupid. Yep. And it's like when bad luck hits you, you shake the hands with your opponent and tell them good game and yep. enjoy their success. Like, I... The, the Bosk dodges, uh, well, it was off-putting in my second game, I was laughing with the guy. 
I congratulated him for his win. I wasn't like sulking yeah. and be like, "Ah, oh, you suck as a player." The only yeah. reason, because he he didn't. He he got the dice when he needed them, yep. and yep. he played his list how he wanted to play his list. So he could have just as easily rolled three blanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And I mean, yes, it, it did cost me the game in the sense that that's the game that the luck aspect of it is part of the game and you have to take it with the good luck it's just the bad and the good are gonna level themselves out over the lifetime of your play experience yep that's and good tactical play negates the bad dice more than like if you're blaming dice for every game you're tactically failing yeah absolutely yeah so that was the main four rounds um now when it came to the cut to the top four I happened to make the cut. Um, it just my strength of schedule was just a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, like four of us at two and two at this point. Yeah, there's four of us at two and two. My strength of schedule was enough. Your strength of schedule was off the roof. <laughs> yeah, I had a huge strength of schedule. So I ended up in the top four. The great Edmontonian hope. Yeah, wow. yeah. And it was uh, in the top four was uh, myself, uh, the Kyle with the Rebel list. It was Derek and Derek. Chris. Derek and um, yeah, Chris. That's right. And, and so I was playing against Kyle again, um, and again we were on the ISB map. Um, I had the top, and this was the, uh, the 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 camera one where you had to drop a camera to get the dudes. And I had the top deployment zone. He had the bottom, and um, yeah, it, it went a little bit better for me this time, but not much. It, in the end, you know, I just. He, he pretty much kept everybody back um, except for Luke Luke came running up and doing a bunch of damage and then he would like sneak his uh, his rangers up and, and, and take pot shots with him and I just um, I just had a hard time countering it I just couldn't uh, I couldn't pull it off so I, I ended up losing that and you know he, he got his 40 points and I think I I maybe got um, I, I don't know if I got up to 10 points but it was you know, seven to ten points or something like that. I don't remember exactly what I killed, but yeah, that was and that was the finals. And out of the the day, um, and then I guess others in the finals. Chris was playing against Derek. I didn't see how their match went, but um, Chris ended up winning that one. And then he went on to the final final, which we didn't stick around to see. I was kind of paying attention to the Chris and Derek. It didn't look very close. Uh, it yeah. looked like Chris took a lot of Derek's models off the board. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so we didn't stick around to see the finals. Now, that, there was one table, and that was the main table, that was being uh, recorded, I think, for Twitch or something. So hopefully we'll be able to find this online. You know, we can take a look and see how the last match went. They didn't last year. That's... They only yeah. yeah I know I don't know like what they were doing so I know they were recording it but I'm not sure what they do with it so uh, Jeff did you play any on the stream no not today I no. played actually twice in the stream um, I played one yeah and my first one was yeah my first one was was against uh, the the other Kyle that I won on the stream and then my last one was against the other Kyle the Rebel Kyle. Who uh, I lost on the stream for the uh, in the finals. So yeah, that was um, those are the different rounds. Uh, so overall, like I'm not sorry that we went down. I, I I mostly enjoyed myself. There was the only matches that 
I, I guess weren't fun were the ones where I was playing against um, the Rebel List and, and not Kyle. Those are the ones I, I just, I don't know, I, I didn't really have much fun with. Every other match, though, win or lose, I, I had fun playing the match and it was a good experience. You guys? Well, uh, for me, I mean, it ended on a bad note. Yeah. Not, not the cut, the, just the last game. Yeah. It ended on a bad note. I mean, I got my dice, top eight. Uh, True. I, it, it was strength of schedule that kept me out of the top four, but I knew that was, like, after my second match. Yeah. It, it was, I, I had to go perfect after losing my second match or else it was done. And right. I didn't, so. Uh, overall, I'm I'm disappointed I brought a list that I'd never played before. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a departure because you had been practicing with a rebel list, you know, for the last couple of weeks, and then I think like on Wednesday during our casual tournament, it was like, okay, I'm going to be do, I'm going to go with the Vader's, you know, the uh, the Jet Trooper list. Like, okay, it, it's the stronger <laughs> list. Yeah, is what it comes down to. It is the stronger list. Uh, the only the only thing that would have went different for me if I had brought something I was more comfortable with, like from a experience standpoint, was my tiredness wouldn't have been as big of an aspect. Right. Uh, the decision-making process for those models is so ingrained, it's instinctual. Yeah. So I know what opening moves are going to be. I know where they're going to go for each map. It, it just is easier. And the reason I went against it was there's two missions in the lineup that it just sucks at. Uh, that being the Dianoga and the camera mission. That it just... Because the, the list I'm proposing, as just for the listeners to understand, is uh, Luke, the new Luke, uh, Obi-Wan, Davith, and then Gideon, 3PO, and two elite smugglers right. with Rebel High Command. So this list is an absolute nightmare to deal with when it comes to objective grabbing. Because the elite smugglers with Gideon's movement can basically go and grab pretty much anything in the first round and then get to safety with their three movement when they interact. Yeah. So it's a pretty set list, but it lacks punch if you lose one of your three in Davith, Luke, and Obi-Wan. Right. And with today's Merc lists, with all their kill cards, I thought it was too much of a risk. Right. But, again, familiarity means I could have protected them better than I was protecting my jet troopers or yeah. my do-backs and stuff. So, yeah, it... I'm not disappointed. I got the stuff that I came to get. Yep. Uh, the the games up until the last one were, like, they were fine. Yeah. The, there was, you know, like I said, the, the Trandoshan guy that I lost to, Aaron, he he was a good opponent. I, I didn't, like, come away from that game bitter or anything. It was still a fun game. And, I mean, we play regularly, you and I, so... Yep. It's a standard match for the two of us. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, it was a decent day. Some regrets with lists and whatnot, but you can't win them all. True. No, I, I do think it, 
I know like the Jet Trooper is definitely a strong list, but you've been playing Rebels for so long, you just know them inside and out that if you had taken the Rebel list, I I, I really think you would have been at the no, final match. I, I still think Jedi Luke is a poor model. And, yeah. Uh, that, like I was comparing with some of the guys there at the end when we were chatting after the fourth game. Uh, it's like I, I pointed out to them, you look at what's on the table that I'm bringing and you want to compare 12 points? Okay, we'll compare 12 points. Luke compared to a Dubak and yep. Captain Taro. They're both identical in point cost. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, the Dubaks are faster. Like, they get the innate three movement at the beginning of their turn and yep. then can move eight after that or ten if you're Captain Taro. There's more health between the two of them by six health difference. Right. Uh, they both can attack. So, between two models, the Dubaks roll the same attack dice as Luke. So, the blue, green, yellow. Right. Difference being, yeah. they don't have to get close. True. This is a ranged attack. So, yep. once they finish shooting, if you have movement left over, you can put them in a better advantageous position. Uh, when you look at special abilities, Luke gets deflect. It's a good ability. Yep. Uh, I have some problems remembering to use it, but it's there. Uh, heroic... Well, that, that's so he can move eight and attack. Right. It, it's great if you can move four or less and then attack twice and then move to safety, but it's loop. You, pretty much you're gauging and then you're in it until yeah. he's dead or you've finished off your opponent. Right. So then that brings us to command cards. So everyone dreads Son of Skywalker. Yep. Well, Son of Skywalker is three points. I can put Ferocity in a deck. That gives a do-back of my choice an attack at the end of the round. So there's an extra attack. I can put Call of the Call Vanguard, of Vanguard. In. Yep. That's a two-point card. It gives any of my troopers, including the do-backs that we're talking about, an extra activation. Well, essentially, they get to move and attack at the beginning of the round. Yep. And then still do their activation during the turn. So that's two cards that are a total of three points that give you the exact same amount of attacks in the turn that Son of Skywalker would give you. True. So what's so great about Luke? He gets a natural evade and a white die so he can dodge. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say Captain Taro and the Dubak are, like, just crush Luke kind of thing. Right. They, Luke can kill them. I mean, he does hit hard and the return attacks are going to hit the same, but when you look at an individual model basis, Luke can eliminate a do-back quicker than the two of them can eliminate Luke probably. Right. Depending on dice rolls. Yep. But there's all the same benefits with two activations instead of one. And if I lose one of those activations, I'm not losing over 25% of my points. I'm just losing 5 or 7 points, depending on who's gone. Right, yeah. And, and this is an important aspect, I'm not losing almost a third of my attack force. Given yeah. that Luke, yeah. uh, every list of Rebels still includes Gideon and 3PO. Yep. Yeah. So, it's... Luke is a disappointing card for me. People are enamored with him right now. I don't 
I don't see it in the long term. He's definitely better than old Luke in today's meta. Yep. But... Do you think it's just because people wanted, like, that Jedi Luke so bad? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and he has some abilities that just look so amazing. Oh, he can move eight and attack. But, I mean, Shyla can do the exact same distance of attack. She gets the bonus movement at the beginning of her first round, moves four, whips yep. for three. She's yep. getting an eight range attack in melee. She can also pierce two. Uh, so right. it's pretty equal to Luke's Pierce 3. And she's got yep. the cleave. Yep. And uh, she's got plus 2 wounds. Plus 2 wounds. She's got a natural evade. Right, And yep. she rolls a black die. Yep. And she can, instead of gaining movement, recover in a round. She recover a wound at the beginning of the round, yep. She can recover or get the extra movement. Uh, yep. And then and here's um, the big thing. She can use the hunter cards. Yep. And yeah, she sings with those hunters. command cards, those are so important. And yep. they've given the Jabba lists such easy access to those command cards that it's not unrealistic to expect that she's going to have uh, Assassinate or yeah, well, you know, one of those. If you've got right. Assassinate in your hand, um, there's lots of models that she can one-shot. Yep, yep, yep. Um, because of the Pierce, because of the... Uh, bonus damage um, she and she very often rolls enough uh, surge uh, points to get off all of her skills yeah because she has an excellent attack pool um, yeah. yeah and then um, you know on top of that her card the what is it song of blades or bladestorm bladestorm Blade yeah, yeah that's where I got that from <laughs> uh, bladestorm you know um if you can get her into a position where she's around some damaged models, like, that's crippling. Like, it's only one damage, but if she's in a group of three guys, like, uh, the extra damage at the end of the activation is huge. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, she's eight points, so four points less than Luke, yeah. and has only four less health than Luke as well. Yeah. And, in my opinion... It, she actually can stop more damage than Luke with a black die and a natural evade rather than evade in a white die. Yeah, well, how much life does that Luke have? 16. 16. Yep. 16. So I don't think she'd be able to one-shot kill him, but nope. so. uh, if she gets close enough to pull him in... Well, you, know. you pull him in, if, especially if Luke's gone already, where he's in a position that you can pull him in. Yeah. yeah. You pull him in with Shyla, nail him really well with like assassinate and stuff if you're lucky yeah. and then you just have Jabba order a hit and she's exactly. getting a second attack against him yep. again not quite comparable to Son of Skywalker but she's getting two attacks with that and it costs you some victory points but she can in one turn kill Luke right. with the right rolls it's but, not like it's not a a huge luck roll to do that with Shyla. no she can do it quite freak like reliably and yeah. Yeah, the order hits cost me two VP, but if it's to take out a big model, if you're getting thirteen in return, you're not going to feel it. No, yeah. you know. Now, did anybody like I only played against uh, one that one Merkless of Derek's, and he never ordered a hit during my game. Did anyone else get received uh, uh, the Trandoshan list? Yeah, the, that's how he basically kept killing my models was ordering a hit with Bosk. Oh, okay. So he used it three times in our right. match. 
as soon as I have points on the board, I start ordering hits. Yeah. Probably to my detriment. <laughs> uh, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just like the idea of getting an attack, an extra attack so much. Um, which is really, uh, with this list while I'm playing, it's really my focus is to just try to do damage. So, yeah. Uh, I probably commit too much to that tactic, but that is what it is. Sure, and yeah, and I'm I, I enjoyed my list. I I know I played around with what to take other than the Grand Inquisitor, so maybe maybe I would have changed him out. Um, I think you know the I lost him, and I think at least two of the five games I, I, I won, or I played, I should say. Uh, and then the other games, you know, he he survived. He survived a few games. So, but yeah, he's a little squishy. He doesn't, you know, the, 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 the lightsaber throw is nice, but he doesn't have, um, I don't know, like he doesn't have enough for his surges and everything. His surges are lacking, and he They're doesn't lacking. have any natural defense. Yeah, and he's oh, well. Other than Whoa. if you roll a blank, then you get a point reduction. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's he's the luck of the white die right there. Yeah, he is. And I know. I did get his um his one surge off once where. I was able to take the away someone's a dodge. Yeah, take away someone's dodge. Um, but that was only you know one of my in one of all of the five games I played only happened once. See so. that the, the one thing like I've I've tried the Inquisitor a few times, and the thing I think that he fails the most at is when you really want to get that negative dodge. It's against someone that has that natural evade. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to roll enough surges, and I don't know what it is because he has a a green, a green and a yellow, yellow in yeah. his die pool. So, it shouldn't be difficult, but as soon as someone has that natural evade and a white die, it, it's like you can't get it consistently enough to... You almost need somebody, something to hide them, like you, you know... Or weaken on the Or weaken target. On, on the target, yeah. There's something to either take away that or, or give him an extra surge kind of thing. Yeah, he would... I mean, considering he came out at the same time as Davith almost, it, yeah. if... It would have made sense if he had give, been given, like, a mechanic to hide himself. Yeah. I mean, he is an Inquisitor. He's not... Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, thematically, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He, he works from the shadows to catch people for the Emperor, not, hey, I'm here, I'm advertising that I'm a dark Jedi yeah. coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, I, I probably, if I was to change up the list, I'd probably, you know, maybe get rid of him and try something else. Um not sure what at the moment but there's so many there's a lot of options there's there's definitely a lot of options for uh well, it's, it's the one thing that imperials don't lack in yeah. is options when yeah. it comes to decent low-cost models i mean even if you wanted to do something that was like cheap just to hold objectives like a regular stormtrooper squad yeah with something like a couple officers or whatever just to fill out the the list and you have your objective or terminal holders with some more people to push your dewbacks closer or your jet troopers in the first round so that they, when they focused with Vader's Finest, they can still strike in turn two because the other guy's not expecting them to be able to get as far when the officers just all of a sudden are pushing him there. Yeah. So, 
it's I understand the appeal of the Inquisitor because he does have the ability to go after white dice people and if he was more consistent it wouldn't probably be much of a debate would it like it'd be yeah Pierce 3 and uh, evade or a dodge is just negated with a surge yeah, yeah. That, that sounds awesome yep yeah I've found that like um, there's some models that where it's like you see what they're supposed to do but they're not like they don't really do it super well um like the Gamorians, for example, uh, they're a little beefy. They've got eight yep. health and they've got the reach, and that's awesome. Um, and they've got uh, cleave, which is sweet, except that they're rolling two reds. Yeah. Right? So like, they're not consistently rolling their surge to get the cleave, which is the one thing you want to do with them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so that can be a little bit frustrating. And then with, if you were to focus them, it's almost overkill with surges then. Like, it, it's... Even then, though, you know, because, like, I was focusing them, and, like, I still wasn't rolling surges. <laughs> uh, green is, can be tough. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's just interesting how they... I don't know if it's a balance thing that they try to do with the characters, because it's like... They'll give them the ability to do things, but not uh, in a consistent way. Well, and their uh, power creep stuff kind of makes, like, former models' role completely negated. Yeah. Uh, Like, when Dabith first came out, I loved him as a model. He was well-pointed for what he came to with health, and his role was a trooper killer like if he got close enough to a trooper squad chances were he was going to kill one maybe two models if you were lucky yeah but now no one takes troopers because the meta's changed uh yeah if you're using him against the jet troopers their agility ability makes it so that they can just automatically negate a surge so you're having a too difficult of a time getting off Dava's special abilities, so you're almost you expose him and he's dead yeah. instead of you expose him and kill a guy and then you know make the other person wary about sticking around because they have to do ten health. And then you combine that with Jet Troopers having seven health, and it takes two hits from Davis to hopefully get that dead. Yeah, not like a five point trooper. Yeah. And then they added Zelo technique, which negates his Pierce 3 surge. And, like, it, it's. They move the game along without really thinking what it's doing to what came before. And there's still models out there, and it, it's funny. I've been playing Imperial Assault now for just over a year, and people to this day are still complaining that they can't play with Han and Chewie. Because yep. they their cards are garbage. Yeah, they out of the out of the beginning they, they were just too too expensive and yeah, way overcosted. Way overcosted. And well, even uh, people who just play the campaign say that hands overcosted. Yeah. So I mean, if they were balancing it for the campaign, which they were, I mean, that was this they was were before trying to they, do, yeah. This was before the split cards of ones for campaign and ones for skirmish. Yeah. So, 
having the dual Why cards, not yeah. release a card that fixes them for Skirmish then? Totally would yep. be doable. Instead yeah. of giving me a Lando art card <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, Lando is one of those models, again, that's losing his viability. Yeah. And I'm getting a art card for him now when he's going to see very little table time. Well, so, so the art cards don't really look that great. Yeah. Well, it's, in yeah, my opinion, they're some the of design them, of them is just bleh. Some of them they put the better art on the original card. You're just seeing more art on the art card. Like, yeah. Some of them are like they're not all bad. Like there are. I, some, I like the stormtroopers. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. ultimate stormtroopers is nice. Yeah. It's it's not the art. Uh, like the art's fine. Like yeah. getting a, an alternate picture of Lando is fine. Uh, it's just the design of the. Informational part of the card. Oh, because they, they make because the, the picture's a bit bigger, so they split out the everything's tiny. Everything's yeah. a little bit tinier, it's, and they split out the movement and all that around. Yeah, crammed into those little bubbles. And well, and, yeah, and there's still know. cards out there that they could give an extra card for, and it would benefit us. Like uh, another elite Equay or another elite Gamorrean guards. So you know, right. borrow cards. Yeah, and yes, this is regionals they've had this kit built for probably, probably several now. months yeah. before they released Jabba's Realm but Jabba's Realm was coming yeah but like they, you were saying too right the um the, like the meta's changing it's always changing they could easily re-release cards for Chewie or for Han characters that aren't getting play and make them viable you yep. know and and then that would shift the meta again Right, and it's like uh, the meta always shifts. That's fine, but take the things that people aren't using, or take the things that you made mistakes on as game developer, which is going to happen, and uh, you know, work with them. You know, and you're starting better. to see a bit of that now too. Like when the Java comes out, there's going to be a an add-on card for IG88. Which... But is it enough? Like, it's hard to say. Uh, we we haven't play tested the new no. card. In all yeah. honesty, I I like the way they're bringing it. Yep. But again, you're you're spending twelve points on a model that you can no longer put an attachment on because he's getting a zero cost attachment. True. That yep. prevents him from having a second one. Yeah. So you're just you're putting a band aid on the solution when you could have just released a new IG eighty eight card completely and put it in the same thing that you're releasing this skirmish upgrade card for. It's only for IG-88. And so, they could do, like, a, regardless of the skirmish upgrade, if they wanted to, like, re-release some new cards, why, why not do a pack? Like, okay, here's, um, here's updated know, an characters. update pack. Yep, totally. You know, and, and all these, you'll get all these cards in there. You'll get Han, you'll get Chewie, you'll get YG-88, you'll get, you know, some of these older characters that never see play and give them a bit more of an update. Uh, and that happens in other, uh, like, tabletop games all the time, right? Yeah. Like, War Machine just released their third uh, Mark III, right? They right. released all new card packs for all the factions. So every faction got a, a huge overhaul. Okay. Um, similar thing happened with uh, Guild Ball. They just released their Season 3 um, stuff. Yep. They released all new card packs, uh, you know, refining the rules for all the characters um so there's no reason that fantasy flight couldn't do a similar thing with this um re rebalance and retool the game um eventually it is gonna need it 
uh, just because of the power creep like we were talking about, right? Yeah. I think, and some of it might also be like, they maybe they're, they're going to revisit characters like they did with Luke. So we got Luke yeah. in his early career, Luke in his middle career. Well, what about where's the middle career for Han? Where's the, you know, maybe Chewie one. I don't know if Chewie would change much. Who knows? But you know, all these other characters. Well, we could definitely see like an old man Han. You yeah. Know, right? With a lightsaber sticking through his <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, looking forlornly at his son. The hope lost from his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess some some characters, like one of, like, the, the main there's the main characters who who we went through movie to movie with, and yeah, you could see a progression for them. But yeah, a lot of these side characters, there has to be something for updating them or well, whatever. I, I think the biggest thing is give us the characters that we love. Yeah, I, I mean, totally. like I said, there, it's been over a year since I started, and people still want to play Han and Chewie. Yep. So yeah. let us use them in a way that is meaningful, not just flavor lists that you know well this is going to be entertaining but I can't bring it to a tournament um, similar thing with the Mercs right like I love the Mercs but um, Boba costs too much yep yep you know um, so what did IG-88 so IG-88 ID, Boba. IG-88 I love him I, I love what they were trying to do with that character yeah like like he's just a tank who like walks into a room and shreds the room. Asse- and he makes an time. assessment and then adjusts his attack dice based on what he needs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but again, costed too high. Yeah. Um, you know, Bosk. I, I mean, Bosk is a little more viable with the other. He's uh, the most viable out of the three. Merc stuff yeah. that's come out now. You know, uh, but I think you could argue him too. And then uh, Dung. Uh, D- Dengar is just kind of oh Dengar I forgot yeah, he even Dengar. existed yeah uh, he's super hard to wrap your head around you know like well when he's a similar cost to well he's more expensive than Shyla I think he's a 9 point card or something like yeah. that uh, and it's just like uh, this 8 point card just does everything better except for the whole condition thing well yeah and his whole thing is you're playing around with conditions like I'm going to give you this condition I'm going to give you this condition yeah. you got that condition I'm going to give you this condition like okay that's great but what else do you do like yeah the con- <laughs> like for a character to be based around conditions is not good enough yeah um, conditions are great when you're trying to slow an opponent down or just you know mess up their activations right um, but for a character who's costed at that much to not have huge damage and just be throwing conditions around is a little ick. Yeah, he's underwhelming. Yeah. <clears throat> but then he was always underwhelming. Yeah. Like, he suffered from that early development where they just... I don't know where they're, how they point-costed their cards, but they, it was off somehow. Like, yeah. There was just too many characters that were not viable. And then you look at the new stuff, and it just... I mean, old Leia, or old Luke, sorry, and Leia, they were decent for what the meta was six months ago. But you look at them now, and it's like, you're making me spend 10 points for 10 health. And... That just doesn't cut it in today's game where 10 health is one hit for some characters. Yeah. Or Leia, who 8 health is suddenly, with all the anti-white dice out there, like, 
Equays, HKs, the minus dodge abilities that a lot of the guys seem to have now. Yeah. It's like she's also, if the right role happens, is one shot, she's dead. And that's just, it's it makes it an unplayable character. And those were considered characters that were closer to right, and now all of a sudden, they're just, they're too weak. Yep. So there has to be some sort of correction at some point to, like, I don't want product that I bought a year ago to no longer hit the table because some person at Fantasy Flight's like, well, to make them buy stuff, we got to make this, like, super powerful and we'll just up it more. Because that, that's not the game I want to play. No. I, want, I want variety in lists. I want someone to come with what they want to play and know that 40 points is 40 points. It's a viable list because you spent 40 points. Exactly. I yeah. want the possibility of a pack getting released and all of a sudden something from a year ago is viable again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, Or viable, period, because it never was. Yeah, yeah. or something, right? And... Um, I think part of the problem, and, and I think a lot of games uh, have this issue, is uh, they try to correct as they go, right? Yeah. So um, you'll see something like, uh, like, like we were talking about earlier. Oh, dodge, right? Um, dodge is brutal. Like when it's going off, it you just don't get your damage, right? Then all of a sudden, you start seeing characters being released with abilities to mitigate dodge or cards getting released to mitigate dodge yeah um oftentimes you know fantasy flight does the thing where like well you can take uh one card if it's got one pip and you know the two for your command deck right some cards you can take two copies of um frequently when they release those two copy cards it's to mitigate an issue yeah you know so you can see their mentality of uh fixing issues is like Oh, we've identified the problem. Let's release things to mitigate that issue. Yeah, like they'll they'll power something down. Like they'll oh, like the royal the royal guard. All of a sudden, oh wait, no, this isn't good. The royal guard can protect each other, so we'll we'll alter them so that oh, they can't protect each other anymore. Or right, the the imperial officer. He, um, he's a little the little bit two pointer or whatever he is is a little too powerful. We'll we'll change his so that he's different in skirmish and different in casual. So they'll. They'll make re- release updates to un- like to tone down the power of something they find too powerful, but they won't release updates to increase the power. Increase the power of something that's underpowered, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like often you'll see that, yeah, like they'll release some cards that mitigate something that's become an issue. Yeah. Um, but then what you'll do is you'll see you'll see the meta change to everybody's including that thing. And then the meta will change again because everybody who is using the thing that that thing breaks now has to change because their thing isn't as good. Yeah. Um, so maybe it would be more beneficial for just an overall uh, rule change to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, in defense of the game developers here, mm-hmm. they I've watched interviews with them where they've said that their production schedule is a year oh yeah for sure what they're what they're doing right now to try and fix a problem that they see isn't going to hit until a year from now and that's pretty good 
but it, it's still you're fixing a problem that a lot of players might fix themselves just by shifting how the game is played. That's true. Yeah. And if you just do a uh, fact or uh, you know some sort of rules update to mimic what the player's house rule or just decrease a points of a card and say you know here's a copy on the internet you can put in a sleeve and this is the new card until we print some ones for a tournament yep I, I mean isn't that easier than going a year in development and like don't get me wrong I'm not trying to uh, poo poo fantasy flight that, I mean, you know what I mean like yep. Um, I think that they do a, a, a much better job than a lot of other companies uh, with this stuff. They they really do. Like, you know, you just said their production schedule's like a year out. Um, I was listening to a podcast I was talking about Magic. They're three years out. Yeah. So, like, the stuff that they're working on right now isn't going to hit the shelves for three years. So that means balance issues that are happening uh, in Magic right now aren't getting fixed f- ever. Because the stuff will rotate out before the... But then right. won't they just come right out and say this card's no longer allowed? They do. Uh, they do adjust the card do. lists, yeah. Yeah. They'll say, okay, this card's no longer part of... Because there's, there's so many different levels of, in Magic for different tournament structures yeah, or whatever. They'll, they'll usually do that when, like, the worlds happen. Yeah. And then it's like there was an overwhelming uh, lean to one card or something, right? Um, they'll come out and they'll like just ban the card sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, but there's other more subtle, you know, balance issues that happen, uh, similar to like what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, right. Um, so with a production schedule of three years, like it's not getting fixed. But then, it, just as a comparison, when you think of Magic and you think of Imperial Assault, you're dealing with a lot more moving parts with Magic. Yes. Like, oh yeah. No. No doubt. Every single card in a new set. I mean, sometimes they just copy the text and put some new art on it, but it's they complete a whole new scenario or story kind of thing, right? And yeah. With it, there's new abilities that they invent and all that kind of stuff. And again, like, not to uh, crap on the developers, like, that's a, a hard job, like, and I don't want to do it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know what the solution for everything is, but um, I think, like, when you're playing as often as, you know, we do, you start to see patterns. I think you, you see a bit of bias, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we... Uh, well, and I'm not saying bias in the sense of the current developer loves scum and so they're only going to overpower scum. I mean, there's a bias in that they want to focus on a specific thing and kind of whatever comes out for what the other two factions at any given point in time isn't going to measure up to the faction that they're focused on. So Jabba's Realm was really about the scum. Boosting scum. Yeah. And they gave them a good boost and the stuff that you could buy in the packs kind of well I guess if you love Luke then it really helped if you don't like me it's just yeah. A, yeah. another guy but it, it's just uh, yeah they're there the, I mean the Dubacks are a nice model but they're not meta changing they're just a good option Yep. you yep. can completely play without them 
Yeah, no, they're they're not a requirement. There was a lot of them out there today. Um, you know, and it's because they're new. And they're a nice yeah. model. And they're nice. And they're a nice model. They're, you know, they're fun. But last, like, this cycle was, let's do something themed with Java. And yep. they did that. And th- there was a good shift towards mercenary lists because of it. Yep, for sure. Like, Absolutely. Yep. I've been waiting for the mercs to be viable uh, since I got into the game. You know, like, uh, for me, that's what's interesting. Uh, that's why I was so disappointed to see, like, how high, highly costed all the models were, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, I really want to play with those guys, you know? Yeah. Um, so for this, all the this new set to come out and, like, um, have some good, cheaper models and some good support models uh, was huge. Yep. But then you also just now see all those same models in every list. True. So yeah. you, you have viable mercenary lists, but you, it's the only viable mercenary list Well, <laughs> with slight variations. Yeah, and now, uh, like, is the meta going to change to be heavily in the mercenaries? And then are they going to have to, you know, like, do something to mitigate the weak ways? It's distance? possible, but... I see them going more towards rock, paper, scissors type of game where uh, I bring mercenaries with Equay and say this rebel list that you can make directly kind of trumps that list, but there's an imperial list that directly trumps that rebel list. Like, it, there there seems a little bit of that creeping in right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, overall... It's like the Equays are excellent at killing heroic rebel characters with white dice. They get that reroll, whether yep. they use it for their own dice or the reroll or the a dodge. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just designed to hit hard and take away the defense die. And that mostly impacts rebels. It doesn't impact the Imperials as much. Because black dice are pretty consistent. Like you're getting your two, two block is your average. Yep, it shows up frequently there. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say people aren't going to make you reroll it because it happened to me today where someone made me reroll a two and it went to a three. So oh, really? Nice. It, I didn't roll roll a single three this this today. It really hurts when yeah. you're attacking and somebody rolls a yeah. three block. Yeah, well, it does. Yeah. But even if they make you re-roll a three, it's not like they're re-rolling a dodge to a nope. blank or something. You're yep. re-rolling a three to a two as your general... More than likely a two, yeah. So yeah. It, it costs you a health. Yep. Where the white dice, it can go from all to none. It yeah. costs you the model. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm being a little bit unfair there. And, then, you know, there's just as many block and evade as there is anything else in a white die yeah. so that that's the most likely outcome like the two block but it still hurts more because you're only blocking one instead of all yep something that i am happy to see is like i felt like the rebels always had way more activations yeah than the other two factions and they've caught up uh, yeah and they've caught up like uh i think i played I even played, um, well, I think uh, that Kevin, Kevin, no, Kyle's uh, trooper list had one less activation than me. Okay. I can't remember, though. Maybe it was even. But, yeah, like, I'm much more consistently, like, even with activations, or I might have one more activation, which before, 
uh, if you were playing the Rebels, like, they would have seven or eight activations, and you might have, like, five. Scum lists would have, like, four. Yeah. yeah. Four. Even the Imperials might only have five. You know, depending yeah. on what you're doing with yeah. them, right? Especially the, like, two elite stormtroopers with two officers and yeah, whatever else it was filled out with. Yep. You're, you're sitting at five to six, typically. So, I mean, like, that feels better. Um, just, you know, it's like a personal, like... Well, yeah, in, in getting the, outpaced, right? Like in the game where it was no passing, like pass is something that was introduced as a rule to mitigate the problem of high activation lists that rebels could build. Yep. Yeah. So the passing rule made it so that it's not as important to have as many, but it's still a huge advantage when you can outweigh your opponent with your heavy hitters until the very end. Yep. It's like. If I have more activations than you, you can only pass to the point where I'm getting last movement, not two last movement. Right. So if I can always hold Luke till last, I know that I will run in, do damage, or while well, old Luke, you shoot from range and do yeah. damage. And then he's pretty much safe if you're starting with initiative or have take initiative in your hand. Like, it really dictates that if you get last move and first move, yeah, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a huge shift in balance right there. So it's it's still important, but because the Mercs have the lower cost models that are actually effective now, it's bringing it to a point that it's great for balance for all three factions. And then the focus on bringing out the 12-point activations for... Rebels, so that you're getting like three activations now instead of yeah. seven, yeah. is bringing the rebels in the opposite direction. <laughs> you know, um, balance out, maybe it's hard to say. We, I think the guy I was playing that rebel list had quite a few activations, but of course he had a lot of little guys. Yeah, but how yeah. much was it, like he had? <laughs> he had Mern, Gideon, yeah, three uh, PO and R two, R two. That's so, like, all support, all plus support, rebel high command. Yeah. And then he had, yeah, That's the 14 Luke points. and the Rangers, and those were his... 14 points. How support. many Rangers did he bring? Just one set of elites, but they have, set. like, there's three models on that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the way I would deal with his list is I'd rush him. Yeah. It's like, forget about Luke coming to you. Go to them. Yeah. Just the, the seven-point health Rangers in close range don't add up to anything. They, they don't get their special abilities. Who cares if they're rolling blue-blue? True. Uh, and even if they're focused, it's blue-blue-green. Like, yeah, I can take that with a do-back. Can I take three of them? No, but if he takes three of them to kill one do-back, that's five points. Of course, yeah. 12 points should be able to kill five. Yeah, yeah. And your jet troopers can pretty consistently roll three or four dice, right? Yep. yep. They're, they're, without having to worry about focusing, rolling three dice very consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're seven points because you get a point discount on them, and it brings the flexibility of I can bring in four for 14 points if I want or I can bring in two and support them with a bunch of other things where the rebel troopers it's 12 points for three and you're paying a lot there's no discount built in it's it almost hurts to contemplate putting a skirmish card on them to bring their point cost up more yeah yeah that's true 
even though you're getting three models with them, uh, it just feels like you're not getting enough. Yeah. And, I mean, the from what I observed of the Kyle who's in the final yep. with the regionals today, it really is is he uses Luke as a distraction knowing he can take a little bit of a beating. Yeah. Well, he uses Mern to hide and Gideon to focus up his Gideon and Sweet Joe to focus up, yeah. And you give those guys enough time to prepare, and yeah, they're they're going to hit you from a long ways out, and they're going to do three dice worth of damage. Yep. And probably get the surges to... Well, hide automatically gives them the surge for yeah. an extra two damage automatic. So yeah, they become somewhat effective. So what's the counter? Don't let them be snipers. True. And with the trooper list with jet troopers and dewbacks, you have more than enough movement to reach the other person's deployment zone. Yeah. In the first round, you can do it on some of these current maps. Yeah. You're not attacking in the first round. You're just moving. But turn two, uh, it's all of a sudden, well, you have three combat units sitting here with Luke. Let's see who wins when I activate jet troopers and slaughter half of your activation in two activations of jet troopers, right? Yeah, yeah. Or even if you just want to pick off the support for some quick points and just leave them back there, just kind of jump in, jump out with your jet troopers and force the issue. Yeah. There's different uh, ways. There's a command card that lets you activate another identical... Yeah, Squad Swarm. Squad Swarm. Yeah, Yeah, Squad Swarm. I had, in my list, I had Squad Swarm and I had uh, what is it called? My mind's drawing a blank. Oh, um, that you strength in numbers? Yeah, strength in numbers. Yeah, I didn't have that one, but I had Squad Swarm. Yeah. So Squad Swarm allowed my Jet Troopers to both go at the same time, and then Strength yeah. in Numbers allowed my Dewback and Captain Tarot to go at the same time. And I got both of those off in one game at the same turn, oh, and yeah. it was just, like, overwhelming how much damage that they did to the opponent, and it was just like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not much I can do against that. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was my thing. I didn't. I, I was too defensive against the Luke list, and I gave him too much time to set up and, and prepare. Well, it's it's simple numbers. He has twenty four yeah. points of attack against your well forty points of attack. He, well, I mean two points of Vader's finest or four points for Vader's finest. Sorry. Yeah, and then the rest is attack. You're gonna win out on those odds. True. You have more models that he can he can't kill half of your force with one activation. Yeah. And if it takes two shots from a ranger to kill one jet trooper, well, then your other jet troopers jump in and whittle down his activation, and all of a sudden, it's like this concentration of power just starts to overwhelm him. And you, you stop him from preparing. It's like he's expecting two turns of someone to sit back and let yeah. him prepare his troops. True. Yeah, he's banking on the intimidation. Yep. It's like, oh, Luke's coming to get you. Luke's coming to get you. And then you ignore the fact that there's another 12-point activation sitting in his deployment zone preparing for you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's too much focus put on the bigger models, which is what sometimes makes their points... Yeah, seem yeah. worthwhile but I mean it give me two squads of equays that I place smartly waiting for Luke to come to me and guess what Luke's dead yeah I mean it's just simple math 
<laughs> even if I roll horribly, four guys attacking Luke with uh, Jabba doing like the order a hit or whatever yeah, on top extra, of it, an extra attack there if you need it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. It's about positioning, and if you don't have the ability to wait for him, just rush him and overwhelm him because you probably have more points in attack that you can concentrate his guys down before he's ready. It's like, if you let him get ready, yeah, you're probably just going to get slaughtered. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Okay, well, I think that's probably a good place to call it. Thanks for listening. Um, So this is a special episode. We didn't do our usual board game roundup at the beginning. It's just going to be just a little short, well, maybe a little long, Imperial Assault episode this time around. (laughs) Good editing. Yeah, good editing. It'll be short. (laughs) No, it won't be that bad. But um, thanks for listening again. Uh, Be sure to check us out um, at our website, which is www.boardnowgaming.com. We're on uh, Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash boardnowgaming. Uh, Twitter at boardnowgaming. We have a guild on uh, Board Game Geek. So check us out there. Um, so, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, keep on gaming.